This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Let'sTalkIdeas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm. Phenomenal Foods by Chef Holly, creator of West Indian-inspired seasonings, and Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. United Nations Climate Summit produces big win for small island states. Barbados spearheads push on climate disaster financing. U.S. Virgin Islands Water and Power Authority debt dispute with supplier puts territory at risk for blackouts. Pan American Health Organization director receives honorary Freedom of Barbados award and Virgin Atlantic set to soar to the UK with new services from the Turk and Caicos Islands. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, November 21st. We start a report today with a look at the wrap-up of the United Nations Climate Summit, where there are reports of a big win for small island states. Antigua Observer reports at the closing of this year's United Nations Climate Conference in Egypt, small island states finally accomplished their biggest win to date for the people and nations most at risk of effects of climate change predominantly caused by the world's largest nations. Yesterday at the 27th session of the Conference of the Parties of the United Nations Framework Convention and Climate Change Conference, COP27, a draft agreement was published announcing compensation funding for lost and damage, a key proposal of the Alliance of Small Island States. Antigua and Barbuda has served as Alliance of Small Island States chair since 2021, taken over from Belize. Alliance and Small Island States chair and Antigua and Barbuda's environmental minister Sir Molwin Joseph released a statement from the event in Egypt yesterday calling the agreement a mission 30 years in the making and a win for the entire world. Minister Joseph warned that more work was still to be done and countries must work even harder to hold firm to the 1.5 Celsius warming limit to operationalize the loss and damage fund and to continue to create a world that is safe, fair, and equitable for all. Antigua and Barbuda's Prime Minister Gaston Brown has also been a leading voice on the issue, calling for oil companies to pay a global carbon tax on their profits into a loss and damage fund for vulnerable countries. In related news, Barbados spearheads push on climate disaster financing. MyView News reports at the United Nations Climate Summit in Egypt, a plan put forward by Barbados Prime Minister Mia Motley would overhaul the way much of development lending works. It is also giving voice to developing nations struggling under rising debt from climate damage. Debt has been growing in developing countries, sapping funds for education, health, and clean energy. Much of the increase in debt in some Caribbean countries is related to extreme storms, Motley said in a recent essay. The plan would make it easier for countries in the Caribbean, Latin America, Africa, and Asia to get funds to beef up defenses against warming and put off debt payments when disaster strikes. The Barbados plan also called the Bridgetown Initiative for the island nation's capital could be a pathway to unlocking $1 trillion in climate 
private financing, advocates say. The plan calls for special loan clause that allow for suspending payments when a country is hit by a natural disaster or pandemic. According to the report, the initiative includes a push to expand lending by international development banks, such as the World Bank. The bank and its sister institution, the International Monetary Fund, set up after the Second World War, were aimed at financing reconstruction and reducing poverty. The power of rich countries such as the United States and Germany is built into the institutions, but the World Bank in particular has been criticized for being too risk-averse in lending. The Barbados plan would change risk ratings, crucially lowering interest rates. Another idea is setting up a climate mitigation trust backed by $500 billion worth of special drawing rights, dues that member countries pay into the IMF that can be drawn at times of crises. Other proposals include a levy on fossil fuel production or an international carbon border tax. French President Emmanuel Marcon was the first leader from a rich country to give his backing, according to the report. He said, we need a huge financial shock of concessional financing. In a speech he said at the opening of the COP27, Marcone said we must change the rules, the rules of our major international banks, the development banks, the IMF and the World Bank, he said. We can't wait for the next COP. According to the report, Germany, the World Bank's fourth largest shareholder, has been among those pushing for fundamental reform, including climate lending on better terms. You're listening to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Next up, Canada imposes sanctions on three Haitian politicians. HaitiNews.net via Voice of America reports, Canada has placed sanctions on three Haitian politicians. The Canadian government said in a statement Saturday, the sanctions are being imposed in response to the egregious conduct of Haitian politician elites who provide illicit financial and operational support to armed gangs. Canada has reason to believe, the statement said, that the individuals are using their status as current or previous public office holders to protect and enable the illegal activities of armed criminal gangs, including through money laundering and other acts of corruption. According to the report, Rogers said that they have identified the three of politicians as Senator Ronnie Celestine, former Senator Herve Forcand, and former President of the Chamber of Deputies, Gary Bourdieu. The latest round of sanctions effectively freezes any assets the individuals may hold in Canada. Now on to the U.S. Virgin Islands, where the Virgin Islands Water and Power Authority debt dispute with supplier puts the territory at risk for blockouts. 
The Virgin Islands Consortium reports that the U.S. Virgin Islands Governor Albert Bryan and the U.S. Virgin Islands Delegate to Congress, Stacey Plaskett, are meeting today to discuss the emergency situation at the U.S. Virgin Islands Water and Power Authority, whose propane fuel supplier, VTOL, has suspended shipments. The shipments are being suspended over a $140 million debt dispute. According to the report, this could put the U.S. Virgin Islands at risk of rotating blackouts for the upcoming holidays. VTOL on Wednesday suspended propane supply to the U.S. Virgin Islands after WAPA refused the company's proposal of $140 million buyout to VTOL's propane infrastructure at WAPA's facilities, which are needed by WAPA to power its plants. WAPA and VTOL are in dispute over the amount of WAPA's capital lease obligations or costs for the propane infrastructure. The authority has rejected the proposal, contending that the offer is in addition to almost $80 million that the authority has already paid to VTOL for the capital lease, over $40 million for operation of the propane system, and almost $400 million for fuel. According to the report, VTOL's decision to suspend the propane supply to the U.S. Virgin Islands leaves WAPA without its main propane fuel supplier. In a statement on the situation last week, the U.S. Virgin Islands Delegate to Congress, Stacey Plastic, said, I and my team have requested an active engagement and assistance of my colleague, Frank Pallone of New Jersey, the chair of the U.S. House Committee on Energy and Commerce, regarding the untenable relationship between the Virgin Islands Water and Power Authority and VTOL. This is Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Next up, Pan American Health Organization Director receives Honorary Freedom of Barbados Award. Barbados Today reports director of the Pan-American Health Organization, Dr. Caricia Ethian, was among thousands of individuals recognized for their sterling contribution in the fight against COVID-19. During the second humanitarian awards, Ethian received the Honorary Freedom of Barbados Award for the exemplary service provided to Barbados through that challenging period. In her remarks, Ethian thanked the people and the government of Barbados for the honor and expressed her gratitude for the recognition and the opportunity to have served the government and the people of Barbados. In the ceremony hosted at Kensington Oval on Sunday, recipients drawn from both the public and private sector were recognized for the sacrifices that were made to ensure that the country was able to navigate the period of uncertainty created by the ravages of the virus. Among the awards distributed were the Humanitarian Medal, Humanitarian lapel pins to those who work in reducing the impacts of the virus. The final category of awardees receive humanitarian plaques as an expression of appreciation for their generous donation to lessen the impact of COVID-19. Prime Minister of Barbados Mia Motley also addressed the gathering, and at the close, she called for a moment of silence in memory of those who succumb to the illness. And now here's our final note. 
Virgin Atlantic set to soar to the UK with new services from the Turk and Caicos Islands. Antigua Newsroom reports Virgin Atlantic announced that in 2023 it will begin flying from Turks and Caicos to London. The new service to London Heathrow Airport will provide travelers from Turk and Caicos a direct link to the UK's iconic capital city alongside seamless connections onto Virgin Atlantic's network via London Heathrow. The new route complements Virgin Atlantic's new flying from the Bahamas in December 2021, St. Vincent and the Grenadines in October 2021, and the highly anticipated return from St. Lucia. Virgin Atlantic will launch a year-round twice-weekly service from Turk and Caicos, which will go on sale from January 11, 2023, for flights starting November 15, 2023, to London Heathrow. For more information or to book online, visit virginatlantic.com. This podcast has been brought to you by Let's Talk Ideas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm. Phenomenal Foods by Chef Holly, creator of West Indian-inspired seasonings, and Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. To share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, November 21st. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.